start with a little bit of a second breakfast. We're gonna eat some waffles, some pancakes, some donuts, and maybe a little bit of healthy, healthy uh, quiche at the end there with a little quiche, bit of eggs. Quiche, quiche, is quiche healthy? Well, I guess with the if you make a egg spinach, white, yeah, egg white, spinach, spinach, a little bit of tomato, maybe a little bit of a salsa relish type deal yeah, on the top, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, here we go. So welcome to Second Breakfast, Lucas. Welcome to Second Breakfast, Phil and audience. Now, before we really dive in, I just want to say this is our least planned episode of Second Breakfast least yet. Least so planned right here. If we continue on this trajectory within a month, we'll just do this by phone call and not talk about it at all before. Yeah, we'll just each record random conversations of our own and put them together. Yes, we'll see what happens <laughs> we when won't you even meet. Good point, Phil. Now let me talk about whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a definite possibility. So uh, we'll explain that if we have a new listener, or if we have a listener. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, if you're out there. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Uh, explain what Second Breakfast is one more time, please. All right. Second Breakfast is, first off, it's a reference to The Lord of the Rings, a fantastic movie, a series, and books. But it is also a reference to when Christ talks about that... Uh, his food is doing the will of his father. And so as you've had your first breakfast, hopefully already today, as it's one of the most important meals of the day, this is an important... One of one of the three most important meals That's of the right. Day. Well, really four or five most important meals. <laughs> um, but this is that spiritual food that you need to keep going throughout your day as well. I think we too often put too much of an emphasis on making sure we eat a waffle and not enough emphasis on diving into God's yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, why is that? Why? Because our brains tend to just go to whatever is on Facebook, the news, the latest tweet, uh, the latest text message. Our brains get totally sucked into whatever is in front of us. And we need yeah. to take control of that. I know that's what my wife has the policy that she will not open any social media or anything on her phone other than checking like a text if her mom texts her or something. Um, before she reads God's word. That's so good. So, so it, smart. Yeah. And it sounds, you know, you're not going to be legalistic from the standpoint of, ooh, that makes God happy. Well, that's not the point. Jesus made God happy for you. Now it's about how do you, how do you display him the best in your life? How exactly. do you uh, live for his glory the best way? And, and in that, make your life the most uh, enjoyable for yourself as well. Exactly. But um, it is, it's that, like, I mean, you don't do things just to please somebody or just to make them happy. You do things because you love them. Because you love them, that's exactly right. And so exactly because right. we love God, we want to spend time with him, not like, oh, I better check that off the list. That'd be yeah. a miserable relationship if it was just checking off a list. Yeah, So because the Word of God is really food, and we really mm-hmm. need it Amen. to be alive. Otherwise, we're just starving spiritually. Amen. <laughs> it's the worst. So. <laughs> the worst. Okay, so, so here we are. Yeah, let me give so. you let me give you a little orange juice here. All right, let me time give you a little for a little juice. sip of orange juice. Yep, a little little sip of it, maybe a little sus. But this is our <laughs> word of the week, our Gen Z word of the week. Yeah. Now, this one, I think you've heard it quite a bit of times. That's not a saying. Quite a few times <laughs> uh, in your day. But uh, it has many meanings, so I want to see if you can can guess a couple, probably. But the word of the week is yeet. Yeet. I don't know that word. I have heard that, though. I've heard people say yeet. Yeet. I don't know. Uh, man. Yeah. Where do these things come from? I have no idea. It's, uh, it's somebody. It's somebody. It's Mark Zuckerberg, I think. It's, yeah. Makes these things up and... It kind of sounds like something on, that... Although, a, Mark, I guess, I don't know, Gen, Gen Z, are they on Facebook? 
No, they told me Facebook is dead, and I Facebook laughed at them. Facebook is dead. Well, like, oh, no, that's... Facebook is old. That's what it is. It's yeah. for people like me. It's like, you realize all the old people have all the money, <laughs> dummies. <laughs> so Facebook... And it's proven by the fact that now, and I rarely get on Facebook, but I notice there's so much advertising. Anyway, yeah. so Yeet, I have no idea what it means. All right. So when, this first, when I first heard this word several years ago, it was kind of like psych. Like you would like... Hey, Billy, you want some water? Yeet! And you'd pull it back. But it's okay. transformed into so much more than that. And it's it's kind of like John, John, where it's used it's... for a lot of different things. Yeet is just, yeet is yeet. You can say it for whatever, and you just, you kind of yell it. Um, in Fortnite. You, that, does with, this even count as a word? It, it counts. I think it's in the dictionary, The maybe. knights who say yeet. The knights who say yeet. <laughs> yippee, yippee. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Uh, no, but when you yeet someone in Fortnite, you like, you pick them up, you've, yeah. you've knocked them over with, you know, you've shot them or whatever, so they're knocked down. You pick them up, you carry them, and you throw them off the top of something to the ground to their death. So you've yeeted, yeet them. you yeet them there. Yeah, or they have, they, you call them yeet grenades, and they, like, launch them or whatever, and you, you yeet them away. Okay. you've been yeeted. I don't, it's just. I don't know. There's, like, a million different ways you can use the word yeet. Okay. Well, so if just, you have a definition for yeet, this is what I would like our listeners to give us. The definition for sure. To yeet. Yeah, define the undefinable. Define Teach the undefinable. How to speak Gen Z with? Yeet. Yeah. But really, it sounds the most to me. It sounds more like a Christian curse word. Like you stub your toe. Yeet. Yeet. Fudge knuckles. <laughs> ah, beans. Beans. Bob Saget. <laughs> that one's my favorite. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. So that was some uh, semi-tasty orange juice. Maybe uh, it was good. Yeah, a little, I, yeeted it a little I, bit. I have no... Well, let's yeet right into the no main course now. No danger me using that one. Yeah. All right, let's yeet into yeet. the next thing. <laughs> all right. So, as you all know, uh, the coronavirus um, is a huge deal right now. And whether it's as big of a deal as the media is making it or whether it's as small of a deal as we, some people want to pass it off to be, I really think we can find ourselves halfway in the middle. Or maybe even on either side of halfway, really. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting interesting thought. So, uh, uh, I my wife is like so frustrated. My wife, her company, they have started today mandatory work from home. Oh man! So, and my wife is so frustrated by that because she is one of those. You know that this is. She just looks at the numbers. She's very logical. She's like, that this is not that big of a danger. She is really frustrated by the whole, uh, what she considers to be an overreaction. I'm a little more in the middle. Yeah, I think to me, especially at the beginning and looking at the numbers, it it looks like an overreaction. But when you think about, we heard about this a month ago. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't really heard anything about it. It really wasn't that big of a deal, but we heard first things about coronavirus a month ago, and now it's spread here when it wasn't anywhere close to being here right. at that point. So, I mean, here in Tulsa, we've had a few cases confirmed. Right. Um, and so I think, to me, it's not the Black Plague. I don't no. think we're going to lose— Well, it's not the kind of thing that everyone dies from. I mean, it's not no. like, you know, the plague back in those days, there was no medical care. If you got it, you died. Now it's there's like 2% of the people— has proved fatal, and most of those are elderly with yeah. severe health problems otherwise. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's just something you don't want to get it because you can't just 
You, you, you can't, can't just, really take a pill and get I mean, over the it because there is no pill. For the most part, with the flu, a lot of us cannot go to the doctor and just kind of sit at home for two weeks right. and be just fine afterwards. This yeah. isn't something like that. Well, most of us would, but 98% of people would survive. Well, we'd survive, but I think you still need to seek medical care. It's a little yeah. bit more serious. Yeah, a little more of a serious so. thing. See, I don't, I, haven't really, I don't really know the symptoms. I know that they say if you get a cold, you should check with your doctor, yeah. if you get any kind of cold symptoms. Of course, this time of year, I always have allergies, so oh, I'm my always goodness. sniffling. I never I know. 12 months a year, a little yeah. bit of allergy issues. Well, and that's what, like right now, we're working on some woodworking projects at home. I'm up grinding floors in the youth room. I'm always, I've been in a dusty environment right. for the past few weeks, and so I'm like, is this cough a cold? Is this cough... <laughs> Because of the dust? Is this cough because of allergies? Like, what is going on? I wear a dust mask. Don't worry, Mom. Um, I'm fine. But it is just one of those things, like, I have no idea. And so... Yeah. Um, so the NBA... The NBA, and uh, interestingly enough, just last night was the Thunder game. We were in the, the five seed. If we were to win last night, we yeah. would be the four seed. And if not, we're kind of back to the five and... Um, but anyway, the team we're supposed to be playing... Which is almost identical. Four and five seed. You play each other, it's just who has home court advantage in the playoffs. Yes. So, but it would be a big deal for the season for the Thunder, and so it was a hyped-up game because right. we're playing that team right in front of us. It could be cool. Um, anyway, the team we're supposed to play right before the game, it comes out their center has tested positive uh, for coronavirus. Has coronavirus. And so, and so they, they postponed the game. You see the big announcement on the screen. Yeah. Uh, per the NBA, the game has been... Postponed to another date. Yeah. And uh, then, the entire... so we're sitting at a restaurant. Then I see a shot of Mark Cuban, <laughs> and he looks like he's seen something really shocking on his phone. And I see underneath, uh, or my wife actually says, she reads the ticker underneath on the screen, NBA has suspended play for the uh, for the, for the foreseeable future. I mean, well, until further notice, is yeah. what they said, indefinitely. So the no more games. Yeah, and that's what I'm like. It's just it's just crazy. That was after youth. I saw this announcement. The NBA has suspended games until further moments. They'll use this hiatus to figure out what they're gonna do. Yeah. And I'm just, like, what are we? You know, in a, in a selfish sense, I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, I love watching <laughs> it's the basketball Thunder basketball season, man. Yeah. Well, you can watch uh, the the uh, NCAA tournament. Yeah. With no fans. It's not March Madness. It'll be March sadness, <laughs> is what it's actually going to be called. March sadness, yeah. Yeah, we're just gonna... no fans in the stands. It's going to be like a pickup game. It is. It's go- it's going to be really interesting to well, see. The weirdest thing will be when the announcer from the media is is sitting there, and normally the players can't hear them, but whenever the announcer goes, "Oh man, so and so out there's having a terrible game, can't hit the side of a barn," and They're that guy is able everything. to hear him, yeah, it's that's going to be awkward. Yeah, so. that will be, you know, awkward silence. You've been in those games where, like high school games and stuff, where nobody ends up showing up for whatever reason, uh, sickness, stuff like that, and it's bizarre. It is. It is bizarre. Or you go into, uh, I've been in high school games in, like, big arenas where, you know, there may be a few hundred people there, but <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's an odd feeling. It so, is, yeah. and I know, like, uh, in it or not Italy, well, Italy has closed down all of that stuff. And yeah. But in professional soccer, it's not unusual for it to be played in an empty stadium. If the fans in the professional soccer leagues have caused a ruckus, they will allow them to play a certain amount of games in an empty stadium 
to punish the fans and say, you better not do that again. So you can see videos, and it's weird to see these yeah. professional teams. I've never seen like, that. That's bizarre. Because so, soccer stadiums are massive. They're massive. You know, they're made to be over 100,000 people. Yeah. And soccer hooligans, soccer fans are known to be some of the craziest, wildest fans in the world Most for violent. any sport. And so then to think, like... <laughs> To go from 150,000 screaming people to all yeah. of a sudden now you can hear the ball being kicked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can hear them not being touched and screaming them for breathing. a foul. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can hear them pretending <laughs> to be hit, knocked to the ground. <laughs> there was a girl last night on the, uh, on the Japanese team. She did get not, sort of tripped. Uh, but I thought I just saw her lay on the ground. I thought, oh, I thought she was unconscious. Well, you watch the replay; she did fall, but she didn't hit her head. Yeah, it's just you know they want to make the most you of it. Gotta show you that gotta you've been hurt, most. and now you're gonna fight through it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really injured. You can tell I'm hurt, <laughs> but now I will show you how I'm tough gonna, I am. I'm gonna be so yeah. tough right now. You should talk to Tori about that. She is the best at calling people not tough. So <laughs> you're just not a tough person. <laughs> yeah. So you, you think about the NBA. You think about uh, all these different things being canceled. Travel to Europe suspended from the U.S. Yeah. for 30 days. Italy completely closed down. Yeah. Like you can't so, leave your house without a necessary reason in Italy. So the thing that that I get concerned about is the economy. Oh, my goodness. And to me, I think this is going to be the crux. I think the sickness will pass as everything does. And there may, you know, we we just pray that there's not a lot of deaths, a, a lot of, you know, bad things happen because of this. But the economy. Yeah. That's a, that's a big issue. It is. I mean, I have I don't have a ton of stock or anything like that. I have my retirement going in. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some. Um, I use it, an app called Acorn. Speak, listeners, if you want my referral code, we'll both get something. So, <laughs> but I use that in Robinhood. I just think it's fun. I have I have less than a hundred dollars in stock in Robinhood. I just and then Acorns is like my personal savings. I'll save up for new tools and stuff like that. Right. But, You've seen a steady decline, and you've seen a lot of things happening because of the panic inside of right. the coronavirus. Not really the sickness, but just Italy closes down. Those markets aren't making money. Yeah. The NBA cancels games. All yeah. of those businesses are suffering. All of those people aren't making money, and so then they're saving, and they're not spending, and so that's affecting the economy. Right. And you mentioned this before the, before the podcast that it's a million dollars per playoff game in, for a, a, a city like Oklahoma City yeah. to host a playoff game. It's a million dollars into the economy just like that. So even regular season games is probably not a million dollars, but those regular season games pump a lot of money into the economy of the cities that host those oh, games. Oh, for sure. Uh, airline travel, a lot of money. And that people that work at the stadiums, people that work at the airports, people that work, you know, pilots, things like that, people are going to lose money. So what's our response, Lucas? What's what's kind of the where's the what's the Christian takeaway on all this whole coronavirus with the economy, with the sickness? What are you thinking about this? And what do you all feel right. like the Lord is? is I think we can look at students in particular. I think we need to look at two different things here because it's it's important. That we, we, we take a couple different things. And the first thing is that we are told not to live in a spirit of fear. Yes. We have nothing to fear but God. And so if God is on our side, we have nothing to fear, essentially. Right. 
Um, and so I think for us, the first thing is that we don't need to be in a spirit of panic. We don't need to be going crazy and buying all of the toilet paper on the shelves. Yes. Jesus I, said, my peace, I leave with you. Exactly. And so, and we do have the assurance too, if I were to die of coronavirus, I have faith first off that I'm going to heaven and I'll right. get, to, get to be with Christ. I have faith that if that's what the Lord has for me, he's going to take care of my wife and daughter. Right. I have faith that God is going to take care of all of this. Right. And so I'm not really worried about my own life. And we also have faith that God can heal us as well from anything. Exactly. It's not, we're not helpless completely. And so I think first off is don't run around like a chicken with your head cut off screaming the world is ending because right. we are commanded and, and given great reason to not live like that. Right. The second thing I want to, to really point out is that we are also commanded to love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm. Um, and so I think some of the memes are funny and the jokes being made about Corona, you know, they're, they're hilarious. But think, put yourself in the shoes. If you had just lost a family member to a, to a disease and everybody was talking about how it's no big deal and, how, and showing you all of these funny jokes about it, and that's the majority of what you're seeing from people is that it's really not going to do much for you and it's not going to be good and it, it's probably going to make you angry. And yeah, I've been thinking yeah. about that as I've seen this this stuff is just we we've got to be careful as believers. Absolutely. You know, it's one thing to say I don't care if I offend someone this is funny. It's another to say this may ruin my Christian witness to them forever. Yeah, and hurt it may hurt them. And really mm-hmm. what you know Jesus said, you know, faith works through love. Our so our faith that we're going to share our faith if we don't do it in love. Paul said if you can do all the ministry stuff, you can do have all the power and do all mm-hmm. the things and really be impressive, even from a Christian standpoint, and do Christian things, but if you don't do it in love, it, then it's nothing. Exactly. You have nothing. First Corinthians 13, the love chapter, starts off with that whole thing you've got. Everything you do has got to be done in love. Kind of a people-first mentality. You know, think about them first. Mm-hmm. What, how, does that, how does that benefit them? And I think that whole thing you said about living in fear, too. The other thing we, that we don't want to do, we don't want to make fun of people, but at the same time, we don't want to be pushing fear. Exactly. We don't want to be spreading fear. We, how can we spread hope? How can we be not obnoxious, uh, opinionated jerks about it, but how can we spread hope and peace? Uh, in a situation like this, what can what can students say to each other to their friends? Uh, what's what's a good response? So a good response. We're spreading hope. I think first off is just we're seeking every opportunity to glorify God. And so there's not one standard, like let me give you a script that you can read to your right. friends. But I think it's it is that we have to go in to every conversation we're having with this looking for ways to steer that conversation towards God and the hope he does have for you. You know, and we're not trying to Jesus juke people. We're like, oh, you think you're going to die from coronavirus? My Lord died on the cross to save you, right? <laughs> right. But instead, we're, we're looking for those ways that we're seeing a people that really have no hope. And so the thought of losing this life means everything to them. Yeah. But we're sharing of them of a new life and a life more abundant that even if you were to die of a strange disease, right, it's still way better than living without this hope. Or yeah, or I mean, there are people's lives taken suddenly all the time. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. We we just have no idea. We're not promised tomorrow or the next hour or minute. But 
we have a hope. And there's a there's a scripture, and I cannot remember the exact chapter and verse right now, but it says that you're supposed to you know live a quiet life and and really be prepared so that you can give an answer for the hope that you have. So it what it what it uh, kind of indicates is that our lives should be so peaceful in situations like this. We should kind of respond differently. Not not on purpose necessarily, but just because of the peace that's in our heart that people would say, dude, why are you not freaked out here? I actually had a pastor ask me one time. Uh, he said, you know, you have a peace that nobody has. Well, part of that is I've been around a little longer. He's he's about a 40-year-old pastor, and he's still and trying, like to really, trying to really accomplish something. <laughs> and I'm like 50-ish. <laughs> I'm not 80. <laughs> uh, so, but I, you know, part of that is I was just like, you know what? I just know that it's so much more about trust in the Lord than about me trying to be good or do oh, everything right or accomplish everything. You know, God is is big, and I I trust in Him most of all, and there's a lot of peace in that. Yeah, and I think I I feel in the same same way as that I, not that I'm. I'm I'm 25, about to turn 26 this year, and but I I've gone through some things and I have dealt with some anger issues, and so I think sometimes that peace can be mistaken for apathy, where it looks like we just yes. don't care. Right. But my philosophy is, will this help the situation, and is there anything I can do about it? Yeah. And so there are situations where showing your anger or yeah talking in a you know. Yelling might help the situation. There are yeah. situations where it's required, but there's a lot of situations where, like, that's not going to help anything. Yeah. Like, the other day in the youth room, uh, we had hosted the speech and debate tournament here. They had We had a prayer wall up with the names of lost people we were praying for, and they had drawn all over oh, it. Oh, no. I don't think they realized what it was, and so they were just bored and, and drew all over oh, it. Oh, no. And so... Some of our youth were really under, angry, understandably, and I was sure. upset, but I was not going to get mad and throw a fit right. because what we're going to do— What we, good would it do? Exactly. We're going to erase can't. it. We're going to rewrite those names, and we're going to pray for them, and that's what we did. Exactly. Because there's no good—what am I going to—I'm going to call the speech and debate people and be like, some of the students <laughs> right. who we will never know who they were drew on this, and we should be upset. Like. So anyway, exactly, and I, I'm not laughing because it's not a funny thing, but it is. It's kind of, it's funny our perspective. We get our feelings so attached to even spiritual things like that. Yeah, and our feelings are really one of the biggest things that we need to combat. Yeah, in this uh, in this life right. that we're living. So often we trust our emotions way more than we trust God. Yeah. So and we don't, our emotions get so big we can't even see or hear God. And that's where I think in this... Yes, that coronavirus. Can, back to coronavirus. Back to coronavirus, where if we're letting fear and panic control us, it's wrong, as well if we're letting the emotion of wanting to laugh... Right. I don't know what emotion that would be. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. Laughingness. I think maybe sometimes... Funny. I think maybe some of us laugh to sort of... Oh, yeah. Combat the tendency to be afraid. Exactly. Which I think that may be okay, but right. we still have to be sensitive. Be exactly. Sensitive we, need to to, we need to love people above all else. Yeah. And so any of this, though, is don't let your heart and your feelings get in the way yeah. of what God has given us. Um, yeah. And that's not an excuse. You know, it is the same. If you punch somebody because they were making you mad, it doesn't make it any better whatever they were doing. You still hauled off and punched them. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, it does not make you feel better. And the truth is the endorphins that are secreted when you get angry and act out in anger are bad endorphins, and they tend to leave garbage in your brain and your emotions too. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's one of my least favorite feelings is having lost my temper and the endorphins left in my body yep. after that are really nasty. Yeah. I hate that. It's awful. Uh, so. So that's really good. That's yeah. uh, I mean that's a that's a, a tough topic, but I think uh, you know I really wanted to hear kind of what you would say to students on how to respond to that whole coronavirus thing because it is everywhere. It is everywhere. It is ridiculous. Yeah, it's everywhere. So it's... next is oatmeal. Yeah, oatmeal. That hard truth. Which so I, do you have a hard truth for us today? I feel like we always hit the hard truth during the main. We course. do sort of. Yeah. And so again, truth. that hard truth is just don't let your feelings control your life. So the verse I think about, you know, is that the heart of man is deceitful above yes. all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And I don't remember where that is, but it's in the Old Testament somewhere, uh, and it's that we can't trust our feelings, which. Not funny, but ironic, I guess, that there are so many Christians who are telling people, follow your heart. And live that, from your heart. Live yeah. from your heart. Do what your heart says is oh, right. Man. And Great. we have so. word from God. <laughs> you know, like, this isn't some wise theologian who's read Scripture and interpreted to us that it says, your heart is deceitful. <laughs> no, God directly said to you, your heart is deceitful. Watch it is out. going to lie to you. Watch out for your feelings. We Be don't want to get mixed up in this thing where we're like, well, man, is it really? No, we are depri- depraved. Can you edit that out? <laughs> we are depraved. We are evil. We want what is best for me, and we want to think yeah. about no one else but ourselves. And so when we let trick ourselves, when we let our heart trick us into believing we know what's best instead of yeah. God knowing what's best, we get into yeah. a whole mess. You cannot follow your feelings. Yeah. You cannot follow your feelings. And that one of the things, you know, scientifically, feelings are—I think we get into this— this philosophy that comes from the world, and it really comes from the enemy, that your feelings come from the core of who you are, and that is absolutely not true. Yep. The core of who you are, the Bible says, as a believer, you've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. The core of who I am is actually now the Holy Spirit. So my feelings have very little to do with who I really am. Mm-hmm. Now my feelings become something, it really is chemicals in your brain swimming yep. around there, electrons firing and stuff like that. It's not something you can trust, and it's not something you need to say, ooh, that's who I am, Yeah, because I feel this I really thing. feel today like... Not doing school. <laughs> I mean, if we, if I trusted like my feelings, anything. exactly. Old song. Hmm? If I trusted my feelings, I would not get much work done ever, because I don't normally feel like getting out of bed. I've never felt like going on a run. I don't normally feel like praying. I don't always feel like coming into my office and right. sitting down and writing a sermon. I have right. never once in my life felt like planning. An event, and I don't usually feel like organizing anything. <laughs> you can look in my office and see Are I don't okay, feel Luke? like cleaning. <laughs> no, I, I love. Feel like doing anything. <laughs> I just feel like sitting. <laughs> no, but we trust our feelings, and and we get in a mess of trouble. We fold you our cannot. hands. Poverty comes upon us like a thief in the night. <laughs> Man, you're all proverbing it up right now. We are just killing it over here, Phil. <laughs> killing it. Yeah. So don't trust your feelings. Your yeah, heart you may is kill more than it. Source. Great book that I read. And it, I felt like I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's a great book, the Sacred Romance, great book. And then they sort of made this left turn and do this whole thing about living from your heart. And I thought, yeah, 
<laughs> some really great ideas in that book about like seeing the whole Bible as a story, as God's story. Yeah. They do a great job. But then at the end, it's sort of like that whole live from your heart. I was like, I don't know. Is this right? I, I, I thought they kind of... <laughs> Took a little you, bit of a left turn there. <laughs> I was with you. I was you were you were loading the arrow. You were shooting it. It looked straight, and all of a sudden you just missed it right at the end. You missed it right there. There's some good stuff. You you know a lot of stuff you read or hear. You gotta spit out the seeds anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that was a little bit of seed I thought in that book. Um, but uh, so uh, the, now we got to we have a moment of culture here. A yeah, let's get a moment a, a moment of culture. End. Really, I just want to talk about the NBA a little bit because I okay. don't get to talk sports enough. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just you guys can be bored with me for the next few seconds. So the NBA has shut down the season right now. I don't know if it's going to pick back up. I don't know what their plans are. We're probably looking at a shortened season if this lasts more than a week. Yeah, um, they'll they'll take off a few games to try to keep on schedule. I know the Milwaukee Bucks would probably be the team that suffers the worst from this. They are on pace to be only the third team in NBA history to have a 70-win season. Right. And so, How many games have they lost their 20th game yet? The Milwaukee? No, their 10th game. They have no. I think they haven't lost I their think 10th they have game. They have eight losses. Yeah, which is insane. Single-digit exactly. losses. They're like 50-something and eight. Right. And so if there are games subtracted from the season, the Milwaukee Bucks will be the single most um, – affected team by this because every other team you know you lose games it stinks the thunder may drop a couple seeds because of this or have less of a chance to catch up but really milwaukee will be the team that suffers yeah. the most Giannis, uh, that's how you pronounce his name if you Giannis heard it. is just an amazing the from Greek day freak. one in the when he showed up in the nba i was like are you kidding me and he was not an early i don't even know if he was a lottery pick i don't know maybe he was 15th or 21st he was late in the nba draft like the Thunder could have had him. It's understandable how you miss him. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't have Steven Adams, who is a gift to humanity. Uh, so. I love Steven Adams. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> those tattoos. How about those tattoos? I'm going to get I mean, it. It helps to be from New Zealand. I'm going to go get some like that. Maori. So right They're, they're Maori tattoos. Did you know that? Yeah, I, native I can't New get Zealand them. thing. But he's part Maori, I guess. He somewhere is Maori. In there. I don't know. There's don't your know. cinnamon roll. We're going to talk about Stephen There's Adams cinnamon for an roll. Hour. I love Stephen, and 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 we got to talk about Chris Paul just for a second. Oh the my guy goodness. has changed to a plant-based diet. He is ten years younger on the floor. Yes, he's and he, he's incredible. You know what he looks and, like? What with the maturity of a veteran, and he is the most engaged we've seen him since he was playing in New Orleans. Yeah, when he's well, really when he was playing in Oklahoma City when he first started his career. But it looked like what he looks like is he's proving I've still got it. I am oh, still just as good. And oh my goodness, he's he's top five point guard. I mean, right he's now, amazing. top five. If you were starting a team, you wouldn't pick him because he's he's a little too old. But right, because how many years does he have? But then you watch him play, and you're like, he could keep going forever. He just Tom, Tom Brady, Brady this sucker. That's right. He's Tom Brady. Him, LeBron, and incredible. Tom Brady killing it. It's incredible. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, that was fun. Great, great day. Great to second breakfast. I'm I am uh, uh, I'm satisfied. Yeah, that I was tasty. Feel like eating it. So <laughs> that was good. We hope you guys uh, enjoyed today's podcast. If you didn't, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, send that to our complaints department over at five 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 Trash Way, and uh, I don't give a rip dot com. <laughs> <laughs> if you did enjoy it, make sure you leave a comment, a like, a subscription. We would love to hear back from you. Yes. Give us some subjects that you want to hear about, or a little bit of cultural tidbits. 
that you could throw our way. And uh, tell us what yeet means. Give us a definition. We yeah, would love to hear from you. Yeet. Tell your friends about this podcast, how it has helped you, um, or how it has hurt you, um, <laughs> but in a good way, as it hopefully is bettering you. So uh, Yeah, that's a good idea. So we'll see you next time on Second Breakfast. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Did you say love you, pie? I do love pie. <laughs> pie day this Friday. <laughs>